Welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast, brought to you by TournamentPokerEdge.com, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to tournament poker strategy. And now, here are your hosts, Ron Fez Buddy and Killing Bird. Hey everybody, welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. We are your hosts, Killing Bird, here with Ron Fezbuddy. What's up, man? I'm good, bud. How you doing? I'm doing well. That's good. Just, uh, yeah, I'm in the, the grind leading up to the WSOP, trying to get a million things done before leaving for the summer. Because you're going to say trying to make a million dollars. No, I wish I had time for that. <laughs> I just, uh, I've been doing a little bit of traveling. I actually did a little family trip with the, to the Bahamas with the wife and kid. Very nice. And then I went and visited my parents at the beach for a weekend, so I kind of got all my family obligations out of the way. It's tough this year because my the Vegas summer overlaps my father's birthday, my birthday, and my wedding anniversary, which so I'll be missing all of those oh, wow. except my birthday. Wow. So yeah, so I'm just you know trying to spend some quality time with the fam here before uh, before heading out. So very nice, very nice. Yeah, how about you? You been playing much or anything? Um, I I didn't play after uh, Maximus. I took a couple a week or two off, and then I, if you recall from the last podcast, I was busto on merge, and I deposited a hundred bucks to play one night a sixty dollar tournament, and I finished third for eight hundred. So oh, nice. little bankroll rebuilder right there. Um, there you go. First shot out, which is awesome. Um, and so I got some money on there now, and I really haven't played much since down here and there a couple, uh, but. Back into it a little bit, so yeah, yeah, playing, playing, cool, having fun, nice. Well, um, we just uh, we just had a little members tournament on lock uh, over the weekend to celebrate our yes. two year anniversary uh, of launching the site. Yep, <laughs> to all our members, thank you. So that went really well, um, and I know you didn't get to play on that because you can't play on lock. Uh, yeah. Which really sucks, yeah. but um, but it was a really good turnout. So thanks to everybody who came. I think we had a I don't remember how many people, but it was a ra- I think I believe it was a record turnout. Yeah, so that was cool. And I got I you know there was bounties on all the pros uh, heads, I- including mine, although I'm not a pro. But I did not ship the bounty to Casey, even though he knocked me out. <laughs> <laughs> F him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but it was a lot of fun. So once again, thanks to everybody for joining us for that. Cool. Yep. Thank you, thank you, thank you, members. And I know you're not going to make it out a ton for the World Series. You know, you're going to come out for a couple yeah, of I'm weeks. Gonna come, but I'm gonna, do you have your schedule kind of made? Yeah, up? I have two trips planned. Um, I'm going to come out for a long weekend. I think a Friday to a Monday, um, and hopefully longer than that if we see some deep runs and bracelet events. Uh, July 15th or 14th or so around there. That week, that long weekend, and then I'll be back for the main event. Nice. Yeah, and I'll play the first weekend. I'll play. There's a Venetian that I'm going to play, and then two two WSOP bracelet events that I'm going to play. Cool. Yep. That's fun. Yep. Yeah, I'm jealous. I won't be playing the main unless I might play some satellites. So you know, who knows? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get lucky and get into one of those. But one of these days, I hope to play that. You really got to play. Really got to play the main. Yeah, it's a matter of time. Yeah, it's one of those things you know you're going to do eventually. It's just a matter of the right time. Yeah. Well, you need to play sats to it then. Did you play a sat last year? Yeah, I played one, uh, a five hundred dollar. I, I took a piece of you in that, right? Yeah, and it was so frustrating. Like, I mean, you know this going in, but the structures are so terrible, yeah. and 
and, and that can be a benefit too. I mean, because there, there's obviously people who don't know how to play those fast structures. Um, but you just kind of, you know, if you lose a pot or two, you just find yourself short yeah. stack within like an hour or an hour and a half or something, and and then you get it in and you hope to win a flip. Or yeah, or well, yeah, for those satellites, you really got to get get lucky. Yeah, but they're definitely soft. I mean, I think there's people who go out and just grind those things, which is probably very profitable. Yep, absolutely. For sure. So, but yeah, looking forward, looking forward to that, obviously. Um, as we mentioned, it is our uh, two-year anniversary, and it's also the one-year anniversary of Black Friday, and I know we want to talk some more about both of those things, but uh, but we have Mark Alioto and uh, Casey Jarzebeck joining us, and we want to talk a little bit about that stuff with them, so we won't spend too much time talking about it now. Um, yeah, let's see so how I it think- affected them and us and everyone. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting, especially you know Mark being a U.S. citizen and uh, Casey being up in Canada to kind of get two different takes on on the Black Friday situation. Yep, makes a good so, deal. Yeah. Deal sense. Cool. Cool. So we'll just uh, yeah we'll just take a break and we'll get right back into it with uh, with Big Dog and Mark Aliotto right after this. Tears. This is Casey Big Dog Pocket Fives Jarzebeck from TournamentPokerEdge.com. If you've been looking for a trading site dedicated exclusively to tournament poker, then look no further. Tournament Poker Edge is only $23.95 per month with no initial sign-up fee and we post a new training video every weekday. You also find poker-related articles, blogs, and very active strategy forums. We even offer you the ability to upload your own video for others to discuss. So head on over to TournamentPokerEdge.com and find out why it's quickly becoming the destination for tournament poker players looking to take their game to the next level. TournamentPokerEdge.com Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. Time to bring in our pros, Casey Big Dog Pocket Fives, Jarzebeck, and Mark Alioto. What's up, guys? Hey! Third time's a charm. Congratulations, KB. <laughs> hey, sometimes you got to, uh, you know... A little trouble roll- uh, recording that intro because KB had trouble referring to both me and Mark as pros. Words <laughs> <laughs> are hard. Words are hard for him. <laughs> Mark had to make a a tongue twister for his screen name. So, if anyone knows a good podcast, if anyone knows a good podcast co-host, please email me at ronfezbuddy at turnerpokerage dot com. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so happy anniversary, boys! <laughs> happy anniversary! Yeah, fifteen minutes. Uh, I think that's actually yeah. To be correct, in case there's any uh, confusion over our exact anniversary, in fifteen minutes we will turn exactly. Two years old. Yes. So congratulations, everybody. Congratulations. The only reason I remember that is because it's my birthday. Aw, happy and, birthday, Casey. And we did go live on my birthday. Wrapped in a big bow for you. Yeah, a big purple bow around my thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thanks to all our members out there for uh, sticking with us for two years and uh, hopefully sticking around for two more. Should be fun. That's it. Two more. Twenty more. <laughs> Two more years, I'm out. <laughs> so uh, unfortunately, we this this day, well, this not this day, but this period also shares a uh, unfortunate closeness to Black Friday, which happened about a year ago. Boo, Boo indeed. Of course, Casey's up there going, I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where was everyone on Black Friday? 
I guess Casey, since you can still play, um, where where did you find out about it? Where were you at the time? Uh, I was just at home uh, laying on my couch, and then my AIM and Skype started going off. People are like, "Yo, check out uh, Full Tail. The FBI's got it." And then I went on, and that that was that. Ah, oh, such awful memories. <laughs> I'm, feeling, yeah. I'm feeling sick. I'm feeling sick. I'm, <clears throat> I'm remembering what the page looked like with the stupid seal. Yeah, up there. yeah, and just like. Uh, you know, I did. I, 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 I don't know. I, the, the impact didn't really hit me at first. I, I, I don't know about you guys, Mark. What about you? Where were you? I was, yeah. When it happened, I was grinding actually, uh, and I was just in shock. Like when I clicked to register in a game on Stars, it said you can no longer register in a game in your area. <laughs> However, so that game four, four, six. <laughs> <laughs> Still funny. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Uh, you could still play on full tilt, and I actually had a really good day on full tilt, but Doubt it. Uh, never saw the money. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I had a, a good day, too. I actually I made two Doubt final it. tables that day. <laughs> on full tilt? No, one on full tilt and one on AP. Doubt it. But, um, <laughs> oh, I, the two sites the yeah, that paid out. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but I did record a stick it to the man for it. <laughs> and it, it was right. like three months later. <laughs> Couldn't look at that video for a while. Yeah, I was um, I was at, I was at a, my, a, a field trip from my son's preschool to an animal farm, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and Derek writes the most cryptic email, like as if I had read the news, and it's just like, oh shit, not good. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I just assumed you were, you know, reading. <laughs> yeah, I know, and usually I am. I'm not usually at a farm feeding goats, but <laughs> I mean, because if you were at your computer that day, you could, yeah. you, you know, and and you were a poker player, you certainly could miss the news. I mean, any obviously any forum you visited, or yeah, or if you tried to play, for example. You know, I, I I got back and I I started reading. You know, I checked the sites out, saw the seals, checked the news. Uh, you know, part of me was like, oh, this, you know, maybe this is just temporary, but uh, it just seemed really bad obviously it ended up being really bad but it just seemed and if you, the thing was it like beforehand like you kind of expected it to happen but when it came it was still such for me it was just i was just shocked i was sitting there like my whole life just went yeah. down the drain in a matter of seconds but you know i think we got lulled because it was so long with with being able to play you know and yeah. and i mean i'll make i'll make a, a, a subtle brag I, I had i never had to deposit for a long time so I never had a problem. <laughs> so I never had a problem. Um, must be nice, you know. <laughs> Derek, make sure that one gets in there. <laughs> no, but I never had a payment. That's because you were backed. People were transferring no, no, no. money. That was just that was just at the end. That was just doubt it. Get back. But um, yeah, no, I I you know it, we just got lulled into this false sense because we could play. But if you look at the signs, obviously with all the minor payment things that kept popping up, especially with FTP and the ghost. I don't know if, I don't know if, if, if the listening audience knows a lot about this, but there were, there was the ability, people were depositing and then the money was never being taken out of their account because FTP was having a problem with their payment processors actually getting stuff through. So there are a lot of signs that shit was not good. Um, after. Yeah, and, and a couple of months before that, they tried to push that the UIGA thing where they would put the it was like a one-year halt on online poker, and then it would pick up again. Well, yeah, that was that wasn't the UIGA. That was a push to get a bill through. 
being yeah, what, something like that. Right, right. I'm no, not they, the they, they, so I'll, I'll give you the, the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that we got Mark's cliff notes out of the way, <laughs> let's let's not inform the entire audience. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. really stupid. So, um... <laughs> dude, I know how to click shove and call. <laughs> uh, Stuffy Baker and Foldsky and Hutch. <laughs> wait, so you're wait, wait. Are you admitting that I am Stuffy Baker? No, I'm admitting that you're a short midget. <laughs> I came up with Stuffy Baker. Are you still trying to take credit for that? Oh, God. I'm not even going to get into this right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Wait, what, but what, Diego, no. Go through, please, what happened. What, like, it was a couple your, months before. Absolutely. What, what's your – okay, so so to briefly review the history for those who, who, who don't know the full story, the UIEGA um, – was enacted in 2006, based in, uh, snuck on a rider with the Port Security Act, the must-pass bill, and it took them five years to actually pass the the regulations. So, for five years they were writing them up. The banks were like really not interested in in doing this because it it adds oversight and cost into their process for something they don't care about. They don't give it. They don't give a shit if you play online poker, but they had to put in put into place new mechanisms to to track this. So they stalled because they really didn't want to do it. And of course it's a BS piece of law. So there wasn't a lot of momentum, but you know, a law is a law and it finally got pushed and, and there were a lot of extensions filed. And finally the DOJ or I'm sorry, the, um, the justice department um, just said, okay, these things got to be regulated. So the regulations went into a place, went into place, I think in late 2010 and then that's when the payment processing stuff really started to hit the fan. Because before that, you still had processors who were willing to operate in the gray area, but you had less and less once the regulations were actually written and started to be enforced. And so in the meantime, what Mark was referring to was there, were, there, were, there was a push at the end of two, December uh, 2010 to actually pass a bill um, that made it pretty far. I'm not sure if it was just in committee or if it was just rumored, but – there was a decent amount of activity around the bill, and it actually ended up never making it to the floor. And then four months later, you know, boom, we lost online poker in the U.S. And at the time where that bill was being discussed, a lot of people were against it because they were going to shut down poker for 15 months while they got all the regulations into place and they issued all the licenses and they, they created all the mechanisms. But here we would have been 15 months later. It would have been basically starting right now if we had yeah. – I didn't want it. I didn't vote. I wasn't going to – I wasn't for it. I was like, that's way yeah. too long. Like right. what was I going to do? Uh, I, you know, I, I mean I'm lazy. <laughs> Let's face it. Like, <laughs> I, no, I mean and I would worked so hard to get where I was and I was finally winning. After right. years, so like, <laughs> but but the people who were pushing for the bill kept te- their their argument was that you like the status quo, but the status quo is not sustainable, and that's basically what ended up happening. It, it, the status quo was a transparent facade, right? There's just it, it couldn't remain much longer because the payment processes were all just falling behind the scenes. So while we didn't want to take a 15 month break, a 15 month break would have been better than what we have now. Yeah. Uh, not. I don't know. I mean, I'm happy right now, but I guess I'm lucky. Like, I'm I'm pretty lucky to get where I was right after. It was just all luck, basically. Yeah. But it's kind of a blessing in disguise for me. I mean, because I play sit and goes. If I was an MTT reg, uh, I would be pretty right. devastated. But just with sit and goes, it was basically like I already had a merge account, uh, lock account that is. So right. I was ready to go. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. if you're recreational, 
and you're you know you're willing to do it. so okay in your case that's one one aspect but you know if you're willing to just play a little bit of poker here and there once or twice a week you can find enough action on the merge network to satisfy yeah. you especially with the traffic that's 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 increased lately it's just Definitely. like if you're a guy like Casey um he couldn't even get in half of what he would want to play on like a yeah. Sunday right well yeah professionals Professional MTTers would have had a lot of problem. Have, do have a lot of problems. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I can. Like I remember it happening, and I remember being home, and I, there was clearly a different sense about what was happening this time as opposed to previous times where there were scares. You know, like oh my god, it's, everything's going to get shut down. And this time was obviously different because I was backed, and I instantly shipped all the money back. Yeah. <laughs> It was kind of like, I think we better get yeah. all the money out of my account. Yeah. Did yeah, you it get it off on Stars in time? No. Yeah. No. You mean FTP? FTP, you did, not Stars. I, I thought, yeah, because because they gave us like one last chance to cash everything out. That was after though. Was a couple. Of days. Oh. That was after, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but Stars that reacted pretty quickly. For that day. Yeah, I shouldn't say I got it out like all that day, right. but but I wasn't stuck with any money online. Right. Well, I didn't have any money online. <laughs> I, at first, I didn't know how bad it was going to be because I thought maybe the FBI just, like, seized the domain. I didn't realize right. the funds were gone and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I thought that right. – I thought that's – I thought they were just going to do, like uh, – I was, I was kind of hopeful that they were just going to do, like, an EU thing and then they would reopen up under an EU name and, and just continue doing right. – and I always oh, I mean, look, let's let's be realistic here. We all kind of knew that there's got to be some sort of weirdness behind the scenes in terms of payment processors, because how could they do this cleanly without, you know, without any, you know, we all kind of were, were, were sort of complicit to that fact. We all just kind of ignored the fact that payment processing was not something that was legal. And we were just going to be willing to, to just, you know, let them bear that. Right. So so I figured that they would just continue to do that, that the cost of that, that they took it as a cost of doing business, whatever they were paying off the top to, to pay, process payments was worth it to them because the rake, you know, that the money they were making from rake was so high. So I just figured they opened up under .eu and, you know, instead of paying 20% off the top payment processing, they paid 25 or 30 because someone else would be willing to take more, you know, the risk for more money. Yeah. yeah. But but I, I mean, it was also good that we found out that Full Tilt was a big scam uh, right. because if it had happened later on, I'm sure it would have just got it would have been more, more, more money. Although no one's got anything back, it would have just been harder. Well, just look at their actions beforehand, right? Like they, they, it really. People were complaining yeah. they were going for the money grab, like, like a couple months prior. And it, it, in in retrospect, they really were with the yeah, hundred percent. What was it? The double guarantees, the and double the guarantees, the multi entry, yeah. <laughs> just like, how much rake can we generate? <laughs> yeah, like really, like, the shit we're in. <laughs> You really, really believe that they were doing that just because they knew this was going to happen? Um, I think there was definitely. I do. I definitely think that's a that's a, a, a I part of. I second that. See, I'm not yeah. sure I believe that, but I mean, maybe I'm just naive. Well, there's they they have an interest in making sure that the casual player doesn't go broke, right? Because the ecosystem can't survive if just the people like you are winning all the money, Casey. So yeah, all, I understand all that fast, and the multi-entry tournaments and the double guarantees were breaking people they were breaking they weren't good for the ecosystem they just were not they won 165k on the... <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were good for the big dog yeah ecosystem. right 
<laughs> they just weren't. They're not good. I mean, that's Stars hasn't come out with that, right? I mean, they're not. They're not doing that. They, they understand that the ecosystem just can't sustain that sort of activity. The, the fish go bro- go broke too fast. The good players, the the medium level, decent players who can't su- sustain you know negative variants uh, too often are going to go broke. It's just it's it's too volatile, and it, and and it it, it, makes it, it's, people... it that doesn't make any sense. It just speeds it up a little bit. It speeds it up, right? Right, yes, it speeds it up, and then... No matter what, like, they did it right before. Like, it's not fluke that they did it back-to-back months right before they get seized. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Why wasn't it five months before? Well, maybe they didn't have the software five months before. Well, so you're just saying it's coincidence that it happened two months before Black Friday? And they had their biggest raking months two months before BFN. Sometimes coincidences actually do that. That's true. You're blind, bro. There's no way. The two months right before they have their two biggest raking months ever. Yeah, because it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously possible that that it's a coincidence and it could be, you know, it's probably 50-50 either way, right? But it's, it's, it's likely that given their behavior, um, you know, on what, what they were, on, on, on how they were managing their finances, given what we know about the management there, that they were making a money grab. If, if it was stars, I'd say, oh, maybe it was a coincidence because we know that they have you know, better management. But given that it's FTP, that's why I'm putting the pieces together to say that, yeah, they're probably just trying to, to grab all the money before they went down because they knew yeah, that I, it was sustainable. I think it's hard to give them the benefit of the doubt that it was if they're seeing their payment, If they're seeing that they can't get the money <laughs> into their accounts after they accept deposits, they have to know that that's that their system is broken and that it, it's uh, it's very unsustainable. They can't get right. money. Anyway, fun stuff. So that. to talk about anyway. Yeah, I know. The hell? Well, <laughs> I do have I do have good news though. Too too interesting, and we won't spend a whole lot of time talking about this because it'll be talked about on other podcasts and in other articles and stuff. But two interesting two interesting things happened, I guess, in the last like two weeks. One one of which is Full Tilt is hiring. Yeah, that's good news. Um, so, I mean, they wouldn't be hiring customer service reps if they weren't going to have to deal with the huge influx of customer service issues. Um, and the other thing, which I guess just happened today, is Full Tilt went live for a few minutes. They did? At, at I think, two points today. Uh, once early in the day, and there were 400 people online. And then um, I saw a tweet from KevMath later this evening that they went back online again for a few minutes. So, you know... People are speculating about what's going on, but you know it seems like maybe they're testing some things. Um, you know, maybe getting ready to turn the switch back on. Who knows? Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't play and you couldn't cash out or anything. But for the first time, like the little green light came on, and instead of saying, you know, currently online zero, it said currently online like four hundred or something. How did they? How, who discovered that? Like people were just trying to randomly log in all the time. I'm trying to randomly think... log in right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Once once you hear that news, but like, who's the first person? Just that... let me see my balance. Let me see my balance. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, who knows who? I mean, you got to think that probably, I mean, thousands of people try to go to fulltillpoker.com every day. You know, somebody just put the notice. It, and... it says connecting. Uh oh. Get in oh. there. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> I screenshot. I took a screenshot right before, like the last day we could, and just of my balance because they'll try yeah. to. Okay. I mean, obviously, I keep my fingers crossed. I guess. I hear that uh, it's late. People are going to be getting back twenty cents on a dollar. Certainly possible. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, it's. It, I, I, it, I mean, I would pay 
if I were them, they should pay the non-U.S. people first because that's the market that they can remarket to. So, you know, let the U.S. people deal with the DOJ. I, I hate to say it, and, and, and trust me, I'm not giving them any ideas that they probably haven't thought of. But why would they pay U.S. people first if they can't bring them back on? Right. So the thing you, is, I, I just don't know how, like, they're hiring people. And if they don't pay back, like, dollar for dollar, I don't see people playing there. That's well. I was just—it's funny because I was just gonna say I feel like people will still play, even if they don't get paid back their money. Yeah, because it's new ownership and the software is great, and it's just more tournaments to fill. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm not—I'm not a big MTT guy yet, uh, but I still feel like people will play. I don't know. I could be I, wrong. I don't think I would play there if I. You want? That's what I was gonna ask you. You feel like you absolutely will not play. No, if they shop me and twenty, they give me twenty cents on the dollar. I don't think I would play there. Why would I? Well, I, I hope you wouldn't. I just, I'm not. I no, think I don't a think people would. <clears throat> I think that they're going to make a best, their best effort to pay the people who can play on the site. Everything. Yeah. It seems like the obvious thing to do, and I've actually never heard anybody mention this, but it seems like the obvious thing to do would just be to pay people back over time, like in some sort of installment plan, essentially, so that they can start making rake, and they pay everybody back. You know. Right. Five percent of what they're owed every week. Or yeah, but something. nobody's going to play there. Where if they know if they win, they can't get their money out over time. Like I'd rather kill myself. Right. Yep. That's fair. That's like when yeah. UB said that you know we're processing the cash out to the people that are still grinding. So come grind. Like, are you retarded? Yeah. Right. You come grind. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Are you, yeah. you can That's still fair. you can still spin the wheel of roulette on uh, UB, right? You can still play on UB. Oh, I'm about to log on right now. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to play some tournaments? Let's like, as far there. as I know, if I'm Canadian, I can still fire up UB yeah. and play. Yeah, I think, can I, I think send you, you the money I have? No. <laughs> <laughs> so You can send me the money you have. So, Casey, how I, how are, let, let's talk about how the games have, have changed or, or progressed in the year since, like, Friday. So can you walk us through how they were directly after and how they've evolved to now? Um, when they first, like, when it first happened, uh, the play was really soft, and I was loving it, but, especially because there was a lot of, like, Europeans, and a lot of spewy people, and people that just never believed anything, so, if you adjusted your game right, you were getting paid on every single hand you had, and it was just, like, I found it really easy to win money, um, maybe I could have just been on an upswing right after it happened, but right. I, I started off pretty much on fire for the first couple months when uh, when Black Friday happened. But now the game's gotten tough again, and it's a combination of, you know, the Euros making adjustments. All the really good MTT regulars have relocated. They're back in the game. Right. So right. It, it's like, uh, it's pretty tough now again. And yeah. and tournament poker edge, obviously. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um. Uh, <laughs> a little plug. Come on, let me throw out a little plug. What about the guarantees? Like, are they how how close are they to what they were before? What's the, what's the traffic like? How, well, Stars was a one point five mil. Now it's a mil, and it, right. it still gets the one point five mil. Like right. Stars, there honestly isn't a huge difference. The big tourneys are still big enough for worthwhile to play. Um, Merge is now growing, which is really nice. Everybody yeah. knows I'm a lock pro, so I mean everything is going really good. Uh, the size is, you know, they're still huge fields. Like the million has six hundred, seven hundred thousand people, so or six thousand, seven thousand people. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah, 
Well, so jealous. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Someday. Well, cool. I guess we should probably uh, jump into a little bit of strategy here. Yes. Enough, enough doomsday talk. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Let's talk some strategy. And this donk posted this hand on the forum this week that I want to talk about. Hand <laughs> 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 uh, it is already. <laughs> and the title of the thread is "Good Line, Stronger Week." This is actually a very interesting hand, and I, I have a sp- definite opinion on this. And uh, I, 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 but let's let's have Casey walk through it. So basically, the donk is Casey. <laughs> it's the only <laughs> time in my life that I've ever got a chance to to do that. So forgive me, Casey. <laughs> oh, that's all right. I forgive you. Um, <laughs> um, put that sticking in the man up. I'm really interested in doing that real soon now. <laughs> <laughs> Not after my last one. <laughs> Um, okay, so so basically, uh, once again, you could find these hands on the forum. Um, we we uh, sorry, you could find a link to these hands uh, in the uh, in the off the podcast. Um, so you can follow along with us. We, we'll send you right to the forum so you can see um, the actual details of the hand. But um, but Casey, do you want to walk us through this hand and and the questions that you asked? I know you went around and asked a lot of people, you know, their thoughts to stimulate conversation around this. So do you want to walk us through it? Do you remember exactly what tournament this was in? Yeah. It was in the uh, Sunday Big 162. Okay, so um, just for a little background here, uh, we're getting close to the money bubble. Um, I believe I'm like second or third in chips or might even be chip leader. And this guy that I get into the pot with um, has almost as many chips as me. I won't tell you who wins the pot until we get it after it's done, but... Whoever does win the pot literally has over double the chip lead of, on the whole tournament right. after this hand on the bubble. Yeah. You say you were third and he was fifth. So you Is got, that what it was? Yeah. Yep, it was, you say the thread. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was something like that. But then whoever wins this pot has heaps of chips. Right. All right. So uh, like, how, do you want me to do it the same way I did it in the podcast and not say my hand? Or do you want me to say my hand? Um. I think you should not say your hand because I think yeah. it generated some interesting yeah. discussion. I okay. Agree. Yeah. Okay. And then so we can re- we can reveal it after that because you haven't revealed it in the thread yet. So no, this I will have. be where this will be where you reveal it, and we'll let everyone in the thread know this is this is where to go to get it. Right. Okay. So the big blinds, uh, it's two thousand five hundred are the blinds, and I have fifty two k, so heaps of chips, like over a hundred bigs, and I get into a pot with a guy who has forty seven k, which so like. We're 100 bigs deep, so it's it's a lot of chips. Right. Um, I'm in the small blind, and I post 250. Uh, the villain makes it 1220. Right. Um, it's folded to me. He makes it 1220 from the hijack. It's folded to me, and I three bet to 2500. Do you have any reads, Casey, on the guy? Yeah, I've been playing with him quite a bit. He's really aggro. My okay. HUD it has limited hands, but... Um, I think it's like 150, and I can see that he's really active. Um, and I do have some other history with him. You know, I, I know he's pretty good and and pretty active. Okay. Um, so he four bets me 4,500 chips to 7,000, and I flat. Okay. Um, we're still really, really, really deep. So 7,000 is is I'm still gonna have 95 bigs if I if I was to fold right there. So. Plenty of chips to be flatting here. Right. The flop comes. So can I can I ask you a question about the yeah. line so far? So sure. I, I'm curious. Obviously, we, we're not talking about your hand, and 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 I think I remember it, but 
this is not relevant to your hands not relevant well not knowing your hands not relevant so th- you flatting here you know i would assume that you have a hand here give if you flat that you know you 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 want to see a flop with um you don't want to end the hand right now because if you make it you know if you make it 15k or something like that you're going to put him to the test and he's probably going to have to jam or fold is that is that correct or is it or you that, still have that is enough? correct but here's the thing that you know like i think makes it difficult to play against me i'm probably flatting my full range here okay from yeah. eight nine suited to aces okay Okay. I'm probably flatting my full range here because I, you know, I don't want to scare him away if I have aces. I'm still deep enough, and I feel like I can outplay the guy if I have a hand I just want to see a flop with. So, like, I'm really not sure what he's putting me on when I flat. Right. So that yeah. you don't want to end, you don't want to just grab the seven k here if he's got bullshit, or possibly lose fifteen k if you have to fold to his jam. You you're willing to put forty five hundred in and just play post flop even out of position. Given right. that, I mean, it's really hard to like. If you're going to play it that way, it's incredibly hard to range you. If the guy knows you at all, then right? It's just like, what the hell? Case could have aces, or he could you, have, you know. You seven, say eight. you're flatting a uh, full range. I mean, you're flatting pairs here too. You like, you're still deep, plenty deep to be set mining. So you could oh, definitely yeah. have any pair, any yeah, pocket. F- pair. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm flatting like my full range. Any yeah. hand I'm playing, I'm flatting here. Like aces, any pocket pair, because I'm definitely going to set mine, but not be flop dependent. And, you know, any hands that I feel like, you know, 10-jack suited or, or something like that, that I want to see a flop and if put him on some big hand and crack him. Right, right, right. Okay. So, yeah, does that help? Yeah, that helps. That's exactly well, what the, I was trying to figure out. What's his range here, do you think, Casey? Like, are you putting him on ace-king, jacks plus, ace-king, queens plus, like, no, air? Is that too tight of a range to put him he's on? Def- he's definitely pretty aggro. And uh, like I said, we do have some history. We have uh, I recognize him. We played a few hands together, so I know that he knows I'm capable of three betting real light. So that means he should be capable of four betting fairly light. So yeah. although definitely there are some uh, big hands in his range, I definitely don't have him assigned to like jacks plus and ace queen okay. and ace king only. Yeah, well, that's super important too. Then right to know. So the flop comes two of spades, two of diamonds. Eight of diamonds. I'm first act because I was in a small blind and I check. Now my plan here was to check raise. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's important, but he checks behind. Hmm. What do you think his check means? Well, it means a couple of things. A, he's not sure what I have. B, maybe he picked up some sort of showdown value, like maybe he has eight nine of clubs. Right. So now he's just checking to control the pot. See, I I think he has ace king, aces or kings every single time. I mean, I, obviously, it's just what I feel like. Like I feel like anything else he's gonna bet except something he has decent showdown with, and I guess that includes eight nine suited because you say that is in his range. Yeah, but you. So yeah, I guess he would check back eight nine suited. I don't know. I'm just giving him a little bit of a tighter range, I suppose. But you don't think player dependent aces. I think it's a really good board to check back aces for sure, especially yeah. against you. And well, King. I mean, if I have something like nines or tens, this is the ideal flop for him to be betting aces because I'm never folding and he's going to get maximum value. Right? Yeah, Doesn't this right. look like a flop that you know he could? A C bet flop. I mean, he could. 
it seems like he see bet a huge part of his range here. So just him betting doesn't mean Casey's going to fold a lot of his hands. Right. Like I, I, I cannot fathom this guy playing this hand so aggressively pre-flop and not betting aces or kings here. I still think he can get it in on two streets is the thing. So I don't think he has to bet the flop. Or it's okay, be but close. you also have to put in the fact that you have to remember his opponent is me. Yeah. There's a good chance that if he C-bets, we get all the chips in here. I don't think he's – when he has a hand that's so strong like Aces where he wants to try and get value, he's not going to C-bet here. I, right. I, I really, well, I know, but you say it's playing against you. Like, I optimally against you here with Aces, I'm checking back. I mean, I – yeah, I would just check back against you. Really, this deep? You think we're going to get 100 big blinds in? Still? Well, you have 14K already in the pot. Uh, I'm not all the time. I just think it's a it's a pretty dry board where, I, and your ag like I'd want you to try to hang. I try to let you hang yourself is what I would try to do. Yeah, but Casey's out of position, so he's gonna you know he's he's not gonna yeah, get. Yeah, so the, the guy the, just checks back and then it's on Casey again, and then Casey right. has to lead tens and nines on the turn. Uh, I just don't think you're gonna stack off here with tens and jacks. Well, I'm definitely not gonna fold. Flop. I'm definitely not going to fold, and my plan was to check-raise, so yeah, I probably am. I mean, this is totally player-dependent. It's so hard to say that I think that I don't like that, but I don't know how this player plays. I mean, you say he's ag, but like... In his shoes against me, there's zero chance, uh, zero chance I'm ever checking that flop after four-bet pre. You just missed too much value. Yeah, Plus, he gets no information on your hands. Let me ask you a question. What if I have tens and he checks behind and the turns a kick? Could kill his action. Yeah. Right. Could, but, I mean, like, you don't have to have tens. You're giving yourself too much. You can have anything here. I agree. Like, and this is such a dry board where, like, a lot of times you, you may just check fold. Like, and there's not many cards that hurt aces or kings. Like, even a diamond I'm not too worried about, especially if I have one with aces or kings. I don't know. I'm not doing that all the time, especially against you because you may check raise this board with air because you're good, right. and uh, it's super dry. Both ways, po- people are going to see it as super dry. Uh, I'm just after four betting pre. I'm just never checking. Be- I'm never checking behind on the flop personally. Well, what about ace king? I don't know what he has. It could be aces kings or ace king. Are you, you're not checking back ace king either? No, I'm not checking back ace king. I don't think I am either, by the way. I Seems like Ace-King would be a worse hand to check back. I right. agree, but I still think pe- tons of people do it. Like, tons and True. tons and tons of people check back. Ace-King, I mean, I guess Ace-Queen's in his range, too. I'm ranging him tighter. The thing is, Casey says he's super ag. It's so hard when you haven't played with the guy to be able to, you know, to range him. I mean, you, you don't remember the HUD numbers? No, I don't remember them, to be honest. I know they. I know he was active. Okay. And I know that we had three bet and four bet each other a couple times at the table already. Oh, okay. God, it's so dirty to get check raised here if I have like jacks or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's so dirty to get check raised here. I wouldn't fold to Casey though if he check raised me here if I had nine tens or jacks. Just you know. No, but you probably just call. Uh, wait. If I if I check if you check and I bet. And, then and I raised. You're probably just calling if you have something like tens or nines. I mean, if I bet, what 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 what's the pot at this point? The pot's like uh, fourteen. Uh, it's like sixteen k, right? Yeah. So, so you like say 8K. you bet 
say you bet 7K, there's 23 out there, and Casey makes it 20. Yeah, I mean, I would. can I call there and then shut down later? It seems that seems like putting a lot in to fold later, so I just probably just go with the hand. So, okay, so I mean, uh, I, I, I'm not saying it's awful, but all, all I'm saying is I think that in this situation where we are both like two of the biggest stacks in the tournament yeah. on the bubble – to be stacking off when I four bet when I flattered a four bet pre with on any overpair nines tens and jacks it might be pretty bad here. But you, yeah. but to you who will make a check raise here quite often with you know without with air with air. Yeah, I mean that's why it is tough to fold nines or tens. Right. I mean, it's a really weird spot. <laughs> I guess. It's good discussion though, man. Yeah. I mean, Casey, I guess, but here's the thing. In poker, even when you know a guy's capable of doing something, there's just spots that you should just be folding, either, even if you think that he may be doing something. So you are, so if you check-raise this guy and he has nines or tens, are you advocating a call or just a fold? I, I would probably if, – if, I mean, I guess your options are shove or fold. That's Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I could call here because if I'm going to have, you know, 20 – 23k of my hand, my chips, or no, actually, I'd have 27k of my starting 43, and I have to, I have to yeah. get most of it. I mean, to be 100% honest with you, I don't think I'm ever going to um, stack off in his shoes with nines. Okay. Let me ask one question too to KB and Diego. Yeah. What is your guys' four bet flatting range here? Because this is a spot where I don't think the three of us are used to being and where like I, I think mine is like literally with these stacks is like I mean I guess bigger pairs and stuff, maybe smaller pairs too, but I'm uh, on the nittier side, so I'm just curious to see what both of you like, So you're, you're saying you're four betting with jacks? Uh, I'm saying oh, I'm wondering what I'm wondering what their range is if they were you to flat a four bet. Yeah, like are you flatting with jacks? And then here's the thing, when you do flat with jacks and this is the flop, are you folding ever? No, yeah, see, probably not. I mean, dude, I it's, there's a lot of things that go into it, so I, I it's so hard to talk oh, about this hand. When I'm, not I'm just playing. thinking of Jack. I'm just thinking of Jack's preflop. Oh, God, what an awful spot. For, well, for uh, some guys I'm snap getting in with. Yeah. Like if if it was the Badler, I would get it in with him. If it was uh, Mormon, I would get it in with him. If it was Nikki Evans, I'm probably not getting it in with. Like totally player dependent. I think uh, I think it's really bad to get in a hundred bigs on the bubble with Jacks. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you That's just said you would get in nines here. Yeah, no, but I, didn't. I said I think I'm folding them every time. I don't think I'm ever stacking off. Right, right. That's what. Well, yeah, I thought you said saying. before that you would get in nines. That you're no. never folding an overpair here. Because I asked you, I said, no, it was why rhetorical. not check back aces on his spot? And you said, well, he doesn't get value from nines. That you're get, and you said you would get it in. So I'm, I'm confused. No, I said that I'm never folding. Like if he c bets. And oh, I have, okay, okay, yeah. Okay. I never said get it in. Yeah, 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 okay, you're right. Okay. Right. Well, yeah. So what is, let me, I want them to answer that question, though, because I'm curious. I'm sorry to drag this on, but it's a really good hand. Yeah. What is no, your guys' four-bet flatting range here, KB and Diego? It's you not mean a, if Casey three-bets, are we Casey or are we this, or the, the avoid? No, you're Casey because you're okay. flatting the four-bet. So right, okay, so we three-bet, and, and, you know, I, I probably flat most of what I three-bet here. Because of the stack sizes, and why am I three betting and folding to someone who's aggressive and capable of four betting me? So you're never three betting two seven offsuit there? Yeah, 
I think there has to be some hands. Yeah, on. sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. That, it's not but, an absolute. The majority of your range. Yeah. Okay. The, the majority of, of the majority of. Okay. Good. Good point. So. So I will three bet a decent amount here. Um, and with air, but I guess anything that's playable, any you know, most suited connectors, um, most pairs, uh, mo- mo- even if I do this with Broadway, I mean, a- anything that that's not trash that I'm probably just gonna have to hit extremely hard on the flop, or and or just give up. Um, I'm probably just gonna flat here. Yeah, right. And I think that's fine. I don't think that's bad. Yeah. And, and yeah. what about you, KB? Um. Is it bad for me to say that I'm actually more likely to maybe flat with some like seven, eight suited, eight, nine suited kind of hands than like Broadway, like Casey or Diego mentioned Broadway. Yeah. I think I might just fold like King Jack and King yeah, Queen and stuff because uh, it's just kind of tough to play. Like I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is I'll I'll call with hands that I think I can play pretty easily out of position. I, don't, I, don't think I might that's not bad three bet. Post I might not three bet with those hands. So if I if I think about it, like the King Ten or something like that, right. Yeah. yeah. No matter what, I don't think it's bad. Like, I think, like, threes and fives here, like, small pairs, I'm probably not three-betting. Uh, I think that's kind of – I mean, Casey, you do that, right? You three-bet small pairs sometimes? No, almost actually, n- never this almost deep. Almost never. Yeah, you're the one that got me on that. I used to do that like a fish. Um, but, like, queen-jack suited here, like, I mean, king-jack off, king-jack ten, like, yeah, I'm probably going to see a flop. I don't think – do I think it's necessary you always have to be three-betting those types of hands, ace-jacks? No. Right, uh, but it's all in our range to three bet those hands, especially against someone this ag. Right, and all of those hands can be flatted. I'm I don't flat that many four bets, so this is a really difficult spot for me to talk about. I think all those hands you mentioned can be flatted or three bet though. Yeah, no, I agree. From the uh, king, but then queen, right, eight, nine, because it it just it kind of polarizes his range a little bit. Right, and it's just flatting the four bet, you still think flatting the like. Yeah, I, I... <laughs> but just flatting King Ten out of position, it's uh, you know even though he's aggro, it's just like it's we're gonna get raped in so many flops that King. Just Casey, just Casey equity. Wait, are you guys assuming I have King Ten here? No, no, we're just talking about. I don't have King Ten. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know you don't. You know, I mean, I don't remember what you had. I can't remember, but King Ten would be like the top of your range here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always just think like so, I was I was just trying to think of how easy the hand's gonna be to play, especially out of position post flop. And I feel like King Ten, King Jack kind of hands are tough, and right. I feel like like five six of diamonds is so easy. To, yeah. To play. No, I agree because you're gonna you hit or miss. Yeah. Right. Uh, and reverse implied odds. I still probably three bet pre my five six of diamonds though. So. Thing is, yeah. like Casey, this hand is like you're a specialist in this area. Like this is all for me. This is new. I just don't flat many four bets. Like, period. But, um, but five six suited seems great to three bet here because either either you take it down or he calls. Your, like, your hand is disguised, right? Or he. Yeah, no, that's why I'm saying. I think all bad. those hands are fine to be flatting yeah. with if you want because you're so deep. Or to be three betting with right. because it polarizes his range a bit and it disguises your hand. So yeah, I agree. And it's so easy yeah. to play post flop. I agree with you guys. Five six suited is like you, you flop it or you don't. It's you know. Right. And you have okay. so many ways. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that's a flop. I'm sorry. That was a flop. <laughs> yeah. Shit. I, Last I time I flopped on this shit, fucking hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love these spots, man. Like, yeah. I'm new to it. Like three. I don't even know what a four bet is because I play Don, so 
fun to talk about for me. Yeah. A four bet is all in. Yeah, basic. Done. No, I don't think you can get there. It's usually three bet. <laughs> all, right. all right. So let's go to turn action. Um, it goes check, check, and turn is the seven of spades. So now I'm first to act again, and because I was planning on check raising uh, the flop, I lead 9,000, which is a pretty big bet for me because anybody that plays with me realizes I bet, you like my C bet is probably like 35% right. um, of the pot, and I believe there's 14K in the middle, and I'm betting 9,000. Oh, yeah, well, yeah I'll, I was the small blind, so yeah, there's probably like 16K in there. Right. And I and I put nine k into the middle. Yeah, it's a pretty hefty bet. And he calls. Hmm. So can we go over his range, guys? Yeah. <sighs> uh, I mean, like, I'm not giving him nines and tens. I don't think that's in his range anymore. Uh, after the flop, I like. I think he has to bet nines and tens on the flop. Well, I mean, I'm I lead. So if he has nines or tens, you don't think he can call? Definitely. No, no, no. I do, but I think he bets the flop. Oh. Yeah. I see Those hands are just too vulnerable to check back. Um, yeah. I, now I, I'm to me it's, and I'll just say I think it's ace king, kings queens, and then like some random eights. Like ugh, I don't know if he's four betting sixes and stuff like that. Sevens, maybe eights full. If I don't know, he's probably betting eights full, Casey, on the flop. Uh, maybe on the flop, that's one hand he could check back is eights full. I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah, just against you. Yeah. But I, I don't really have him on eights because I don't think he's four betting eights pre. You know, yeah, gonna four bet and then fold to my five bet shove. Like it just, uh, I didn't really have him on eights. Yeah. So random for me, it's random eight, aces, kings, and ace king. That's just my opinion, and you guys go ahead and. Well, I will say that, like. If I was in the villain's shoes here, I would. And we were talking about this in chat the other day when we were looking at this hand. And I was saying that I think Casey's hand is like aces kings, but the, or something like eight nine or seven eight. You think that's suited, what Casey probably. has? I think that those are very big parts of his. I thought they were very big parts of his range. Yeah, and I think so any that's pair, the case. But I think every pair is too. I could sure. I could not range Casey at all at this point, honestly, because he checked the flop, and he's going to check a lot of flops to let this guy um, do something, no matter what his range is, and then he leads the turn. So how, how I, I don't feel like I can range him at all. I, I still think his range is completely wide open. This nine thousand bet doesn't give me any information on what Casey's range is. The guy showed weakness, so Casey could be taking a stab here with anything. Right. I agree. True. But I'm just saying, from the just mindset that I was turn. in when I first read this, yeah, when I first read this, that's what I was thinking. So I might just flat with nines or tens there if I'm the villain. And check back on the flop, though. Uh, probably not. Yeah, but I'm I know, just that's but I'm just saying strictly from the turn, which I mean, I guess the fact that he checks the flop confuses. Yeah, you got to put but... both together. Though. That's the thing. You got to both streets yeah, are important. I, I, I find it really, yeah, yeah. I I I don't know. Nines and I have to throw nines, tens, jacks, like queens. I'm almost throwing out of his range too because I think they're too vulnerable to check back on that flop with uh, two overs. I, I mean, Casey can have diamonds too, but I'm not too worried about that on the flop. Five, six, and diamonds would make a lot of sense there to me too. For Casey? Yeah. Yep. What a great I think turn any card. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a great turn, yeah. and you kind of build like you're building a pot that you can get a ton of chips in on the river if you bang out. 
But let's let's be real, Casey. You need any two diamonds. You're leading the turn. Uh, no, I'm check raising the. Yeah, why? Yeah, why can't you check raise? Check raise is a better line there. You can take it away from. Oh him. yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. But I'm saying he definitely can lead those hands too. Like I'm not just saying he needs five, six of diamonds to lead. I'm not a so, leader. When I flat pre, I almost never, ever, ever, ever lead. Yeah. The turn check check when it goes check check, you don't ever lead the turn. Oh, and the turn, yeah. Well, that's what we're we're talking about. Oh, I thought you said the flop because you did. I meant the turn. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I meant the turn. Okay, well that's different then. So on the turn you can have any two diamonds. Sorry. Yes. On the turn. On the I'm flop, definitely... yeah. On the flop you're never leading. I know that. <laughs> right. Well, that's what you said, so I just yeah. went by that. All right. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, but on the turn you can have any two diamonds. Okay. All right. So. Why do, Casey, why don't you tell us what you think he has when he calls? Um, when he calls, I, I literally thought maybe he picked up something with showdown value. Maybe he had an 8-9 or has ace-king. I don't have him on aces or kings because I just never feel like he's checking back that flop to me with those hands. So I thought maybe he had something with showdown value or ace-king, and he has me on some sort of pocket pair, and he's just trying to to hit the river. Um, I wasn't sure, but I, I, I didn't put him on a monster. Like, I didn't put him on eights full, or I didn't put him on aces and twos, or kings and twos. Something with small showdown value um, that, he, that he's just trying to control the pot a little bit with. And no sevens in his range, in your opinion? Checking back the flop? Like, most sevens on the flop, he would turn into a bluff, other than eight seven. Right? Yeah, but the only thing is almost every seven in his hand, he's C-betting the flop. That's what, yeah. Right. Other than maybe seven, eight. Right, other than seven, eight. Almost every seven, he's going to C-bet the flop because of his pre-flop. Agreement. So, literally the only seven you think he can have is seven, eight. Right. The seven's, are on the turn. The seven's pretty irrelevant to me unless he has yeah. seven, seven. Yeah, I agree. So... <sighs> His range is kind of narrow still. Yeah, I mean, I have him on, like, something with some very small amount of showdown value or ace-king, uh, something like that. Because you're this deep, it's starting to look more like an ace-king, like, on the turn now. On the flop, I wasn't paying attention to the turn. That's why I still think aces and kings are in his range on the flop. I mean, that's fine that you don't, whatever. Agree to disagree, it's fine. But on the turn, I don't think he ever has. Oh God! Uh, but no. wouldn't he wouldn't he raise aces or kings now? Because like, at what point is he going to? But if he raises but if he raises aces or kings, he shuts Casey down a lot. If he if he raises. Yeah, I mean, if he does check behind with aces on the flop, he's probably only calling the turn. Because I have to lead the river again. My actions right. first. So if yeah, he does he have aces, not, he's probably just going to call the the turn back. Or kings, because he's like I said, he's letting. You know, you got to give the guy the rope. Right. So I, I agree that if he did check back with aces or kings, which I don't have him on, almost never against me. Because people don't play pots that way against me. But if, he, if this guy did, then I probably would say he would probably just call my turn. Back. God, that's a bad turn, though. Just I mean, like, I don't know. I'm just putting myself, if I had aces and I checked back the flop, I do think I raised this turn. Because I'm not in, like, now there's a straight draw. There's also a flush draw. Two flush draws, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, two flush draws. Yeah, I think uh, just me, but I'm not – I'm nitty bad, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, 
I, I definitely think you could raise with aces there, especially, again, if he thinks I have something like tens or jacks or whatever. He definitely could raise with aces, hoping to get it in there. But I also could think that if he checked back aces on the flop, he could definitely just call that. Because yeah. you could have, like, ace five here. Like, right. I mean, you could have anything. Right. I think the I think the standard kind of thinking that that most people have at this spot is if he if he has aces or kings and he raises you here and you you have you know shit you're just folding but it gives you a chance to bluff at the river mm-hmm. with you know I, I, in my experience here's the bottom line in my experience I've never seen anyone show huge amount of pre flop aggression and then play aces so passively for a flop really. <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't work that oh, way. Oh, I've seen it all the time. And uh, I, I don't play as much as you, but I've seen it a ton. You know, a lot of these th- different things are dynamics because... Yeah, people, we're different players. Right. Most people see bet the, right. the flop with aces or kings here just because you're expected to. So they're like, oh, well, I'm expected to. This is a good way to disguise my aces or kings. Uh, right. Yeah. Shark score. Mm. Um, okay. okay. Let's all right. Let's go to the river, Casey. So the river is the two of hearts, making the board two, two, eight, seven, two. So there's three twos on the board. So any pocket pair now makes a full house. Any eight or any seven makes a full house. And obviously a deuce makes quads. Yeah. Let's wait. Can we add up what's in the pot real quick? Eighteen. There's like thirty-six k in the pot. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, that's, that's close close to a pot size bet on the river. Right on the All river. Right. Um, I'm first to act. I just shove. Uh, there's 36 or 37k in the middle, and I bet 32860. Let's go around the wheel here. Uh, why don't you guys start out saying what you think Casey has here? So and what you're calling with? Yeah. And folding stuff like that. This becomes such a leveling war. I think. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what he thinks. That Casey thinks. That he thinks. That Casey thinks. But where I'm landing, <laughs> <laughs> where I'm landing is that. Casey, you know, bets 9,000, and this guy, you know, just calls behind. And I, if I was sitting in his shoes and Casey bet nearly a pot size bet, such a gigantic bet on the river here, Casey's going to be thinking that I can't fold a, 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 a boat here. Um, most people can't fold a boat here, so Casey's trying to get value from me. But that said, my higher pairs, I mean, I don't put Casey on a two here. I mean, it would be only two, three, right, if I'm him. I'm thinking I doubt he has 2-3 because that's – Ace-deuce. Most don't do that. That's true. Ace-deuce. Um, Deuce-four of hearts. Deuce-four, right? <laughs> Deuce-five, Deuce-six. Deuce right. <laughs> <laughs> but, mo- I mean, you can't I- – I mean, can you play thinking that most of the time they're getting to the river with 2-6? I mean, it's just, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. I, I yeah, think the right. only possibilities are 2-3 or Ace-deuce suited. Right. And then there's a lot of bluffs, um, and, you know, I think – I have – I'm not folding my higher pairs if I'm him. Um, probably, And most people don't fold any pairs here, so most people call with, with a boat. But that makes me think that Casey has it here <laughs> because he thinks <laughs> I can't fold now. Which, so you're which saying is, you snap fold ace-queen and ace-king? Do I snap fold ace-king or ace-queen? I, yeah. I do because I think Casey has it here. I don't even remember what your hand was, but I, I feel like th- that know. bet tell, is that Casey thinks I can't fold here, and that's why he's making that – big bet and I don't know if that's flawed thinking or not or I'm just leveling myself I think that Casey also has a big hand and here is why 
I once watched Casey play a hand with a pot, I think similar size to this, where he made a bet where he left himself like 15 or 20 bigs, where he bet enough to still make the guy fold, but kind of left him the ability to sort of come back in the tournament if he got called with a bluff. And it just makes me think that Casey wouldn't make this big of a bet when he could le- when he could probably bet like 15K and leave himself 25 or 30 bigs to come back in the tournament and win if he gets called. Uh-huh. Like he could, you know what I'm saying? So and I don't that's know. So super value too. Like if he Casey yeah, a bet, a bet of 15 or 16k looks pretty strong. It looks yeah. really strong. It looks stronger than this. Right. Yeah. Now and you know, so I mean, it could be flawed thinking, but in the time, if I didn't have much time bank left, I think I would fold because I think Casey has a big hand here. And it might only be as big as well. I guess what I should say is I'm not calling. I'm certainly not calling with ace king or ace queen. Mm-hmm. Um, I might. I think I would call with like jacks through aces. Yeah, I think uh, I think the deuce is literally the worst card in the deck to bluff. So based on that, I find it hard to believe that Casey's going to be blessing here. Um, I'm folding Ace King, and I'm on the nittier side. Like I could, there's an argument to call it Ace King, but I just think the deuce is such a hard river card to, to show up with a bluff. And I mean, Casey's definitely capable. Uh, but it's just not the best card to bluff. And, like, to me, the guy has he has a full house or ace-king. Um, like, I don't know what full house is, but I, Casey looks strong to me. And, I mean, we know Casey's capable of having anything. Um, yeah. Just that I'm deuce on strong. the river. I can, I can bench, like, 250. <laughs> <laughs> With each arm. <laughs> <laughs> but, Yeah. Uh, I think the deuce is just a really bad river to bluff. So I know Casey's capable, but I would fold Ace King. Oh, tens and jacks. Were you tilted when this hand happened before this hand, Casey? No. Okay, then I think you have a big hand. <laughs> if you were tilted, you might just rage shove 32k into this pot. But I think you would bet like less with a. I mean, this is a Sunday buff. tournament, and it's on the bubble, and there's it's like 50k for first. And I have a huge stack, so no, I wasn't tilted. I was just yeah. cruising along in this tournament. So we all, we all, I guess we all agree that you have a big hand, right? I, I mean, it, we all kind of for different reasons, but yeah, I feel uh, like it's a big hand. I definitely think he can have a big hand. I'm just saying, like with an ace king type of hand, I think I would fold and still have a bunch of chips behind. And if Casey bluffs me, so be it. Yeah, that's I, how I feel though. I'm not yeah. sure, and that may be flawed thinking because you do want all the chips, obviously. Right. Yeah. I'm just I wondering, like, with jacks, what I'm doing, or, like, tens and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. Sick. I almost think against Casey you have to call with those types of hands. Yeah, maybe. I think I could fold nines or nines or tens, but I think I'd call with jacks or better. I mean, nines, tens, and jacks are, like, close to the same thing. That means you're putting Casey on, like, just a pair above you, basically. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Although, why does he... I mean, why does he check back tens or jacks on the flop? I don't know. Maybe we're getting back into the action that has already happened. Yeah, but. exactly, right? We already said he doesn't have those hands, but we don't know what he has, so... And really, we're trying to figure out what big duck... I think I think Villain has ace-king, but I, God knows what else everybody else has. Yeah, and that's, what big duck that's has. what I, I thought, too. But I still think... I mean, I think ace-king is a bull. But go ahead. Let's hear it. 
All right. So let me just say that, like, in the MTT world, I'm known as a big shover. Like, I've before there's been 20K in the pot, and I've had the nuts, and I've shoved 40K and gotten called. Yeah, right. Because wow. I do that a lot. I just overshove a lot because I always get super value on it, and nobody yeah. ever believes me. So, like I say, I have history with that guy, and this guy knows that. I also went with my read that I was saying earlier that I feel like he has a hand, and the reason he checks back is he thinks he has minimal showdown value, something like ace-king, or maybe he has 8-9 suited, or maybe 4-4 four, four, or 5-5 five, five, or something like that that I can make him fold if I shove, because I'm bluffing here. Right. So I shove my bluff for those reasons, yeah. and he snap called like so quick it was unbelievable with ace high yeah, the thing is, wow. I, think you're I think you shoved the river thinking he has ace high i mean well, i know I said, I'm, other... I'm, I'm trying to make him fold like i i think he has ace king or some hand with small showdown value and yeah. because he can fold and still have 60 big blinds left i think he's gonna fold yeah right because no, there's no reason saying... to be calling off here with ace high because you're bluffing, I think you think he has exactly ace king or ace queen. Like yeah, I know you say the other hands, and that's almost the same thing. Right. But and I really uh, feel like you're shoving as a bluff here, thinking he has ace king or ace queen. It, I I could be wrong. It's just my opinion. I no, I a hundred percent. I thought he had a hand like ace king, or like I'm obviously not shoving for value because I'm bluffing. Um, <laughs> I think he has a hand like ace king or a hand like eight nine four four five five something like that where he's going to fold because he has so many chips left. Yeah. I flattered a four bet pre. I bet big on the turn when he never gave me an opportunity to check raise. I bear, aces are definitely in my range here. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. The problem with fours and sixes is I think we all agreed he would bet the flop. Because there's just too much shit that kills you on the, on the turn and the river. Like If you do four bet fours here, I certainly think you have to be betting. But what do I know? I mean, I, I would say the same thing about Ace King, though. So you didn't actually say what your hand was, but yeah. I'm guessing five six of diamonds. No, I had King Queen. Damn. No diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> not one. <either. laughs> I don't know if I had a diamond or not. But yeah, I had King Queen. I suspect like there was a lot of um, going on in in the the thread. I suspect that one or two people that commented in the thread watched the hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And then commented it because some guy was so clear and and like so positive about what that guy had and what I had. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, I was just scrolling down that guy Jay Lude. Yeah, wow. like I'm not sure, but I mean, it's just like like you guys seen how many times we wavered when we were discussing it. Yeah. But this guy's like, well, he's got Ace King, you got King Queen, snap call. He says. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like what? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, like so. I said to the guy in the thread, I said, "So I'm just getting this clear here. With for all these chips on the bubble of a tournament, you're snap calling here with ace high every time for value. Because it's a tough it, call. yeah, it's a tough call, and it's a great <laughs> call, and whatever the guy, the guy made a good call, and he snap you, called, so whatever. You realize how lucky you are if you're getting called by ace high every time in that spot. I mean, that's one dude saying it in the chat." that I snap call you with ace high there. That means every time you do actually have a hand, you get paid. And that's right. probably why you do what you do. That's, now, let that's me like a great clear. image to have. The shove on the, on the river is a big bet, so it does look bluffy. But like I say, I have history with this guy. I kind of want to make it look bluffy. 
So right. he goes, this looks too bluffy not to be that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like third, like third or fourth level thinking. Like, this is too bluffy not to be... Right, that's where I was ended up. A, I, I, value I like, hand. definitely leveled myself there. But yeah. let, me, let me also say Somebody's that... Somebody's still going to shove aces and kings on the river. That's the problem. Like, and he just has ace high. Like, I mean, yeah, you can make a hero and... I don't know. The guy I'm, does say, sorry, you shouldn't be bluffing the fish. Uh, even if you're a tournament poker edge pro. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's a pretty fun. douchey thing to say after winning a huge pot. I mean, yeah. but better yeah. than a smiley face. I mean, good for him. Nice hand. Hope he won the tournament. <laughs> the only thing that tilts me more than that is when they say when they just say thank you after you've <laughs> oh, I've, I've on a few guys, you know, saying. Uh, Thank you. And meanwhile, I scroll back up in the chat, and somebody else had said to him, "Nice hand." Oh, right. <laughs> I, I always have to scroll up. I'm like, did somebody? Somebody better have said, "Nice hand." Yeah. <laughs> oh, puts me on life tilt. Yeah. But yeah, I, like, I have no problem with people tilting because I do it a lot. But I hate bad winners. Like, yeah. you, you just want a huge pot. You got to act like a douche. Yeah. What's Thank bad? you. Thank you. Not to interrupt. And, and this this story will take about. 30 seconds. But speaking of bad winners, in the cash game that I play in, there's this like 45, 50 year old lady that shows up once in a while with her husband, and they're both really terrible. So there's this hand that goes down where she shoves on the turn on like a, I'm sorry, on the flop on a king 4 4 board. No, I'm sorry, 10 4 4 board. And I have sevens. So it's like 100 into like a pot of like 75. Mm-hmm. And I call, and she says, good call. And I'm like, sweet. And then after the boards run out, and I think I've won, I'm going to turn my cards over, and she has king four. She flopped trips. <laughs> <laughs> and and every, everybody just looks at her like, good call. And I look at her, I go, good call? Doesn't that usually I, mean you have nothing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's some laughing about it or whatever. And then like an hour later, we're playing again, and um, – oh, uh, a former full tilt pro, who I guess I won't say his name because I don't know if people want—I don't know if he wants to know—wants people to know he's playing in an underground poker game. But he calls. Oh, shocker her. that an FTP pro is playing in an underground <laughs> poker game. I'm well, I'm just saying I don't want. No, I know, I don't, I'm I don't kidding. Want, I don't want to go there either. Um, but she shoves like two. He, he three better, and she shoves like two hundred. And he goes, "Well, I guess I have to call." And he turns over jacks, and she says, "Yeah, good call." And she turns over queens. What's <laughs> wrong with this lady? I'm like, if this was a dude, he would have been punched yeah. in the face like three times by now. This <laughs> <laughs> old lady is so tilting, and maybe that's her plan, I guess. Good I don't know. call. Yeah, get everyone on tilt and just run over the table. So. <laughs> it's pretty smart. If no, that's her it actually point. is. Work against me. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was my little side story. On to the next hand. <laughs> All right, so for the next hand, uh, we actually wanted to go over, Casey, a hand that you played at the circuit event that we were at, uh, I guess, a couple of months ago. Was this the 500? This was the 500 buy-in, right? It was. It was the uh, 565, I believe. Yeah. So at this point, you had a pretty big chip stack, right? Okay. Um, I'm thinking I was probably top five in chips. Um, it was day 1A. There was two starting days. Uh, it was a big tourney. I had, like... 95k in chips and the big blind was uh, 1k at this point mm-hmm. uh, so that obviously is a pretty big stack the f- field was so absurdly soft so I was just like 
I was taking chips on pretty absurd moves, and I think I actually showed a few bluffs, and I was just having a good time and fun and, you know, doing my thing, collecting chips. Mm-hmm. And then this hand came up. It was a pretty good hand, and uh, most of the TP guys were standing around me when it happened, so uh, it was pretty interesting. I'm in the big blind. Um, I have king six of spades, and I'm in for 1K. Under the gun opens uh, a 40 big blind stack uh, to 2,200. An old lady in the cutoff, no, sorry, on the button calls. Uh, the small blind calls, so I'm getting a pretty good price with king six of spades. I what put was in my. The, what was the lady in position? She was on the button. Button, okay. I'm in the big blind. So, uh, and under the gun was the opener. So the small blind completes, and then I uh, I complete because I'm getting a pretty good fly, uh, price. Mm-hmm. The flop comes king eight four. Now, the 8 and the 4 are both spades. Mm-hmm. So pretty much gin for my hand, I have top pair and the second nut flush draw. Right. So, like, inside really just loving the slop to death with, like, squirting in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> we all heard it, yeah. We can verify that happened. I'm not sure you didn't hear it because I, I'm like, stay calm, stay calm in my head. <laughs> Be cool. <laughs> right, so it's king a four, eight and four, both spades, and I have king king six of spades. Mm-hmm. Um, the small blind checks, and I lead out fifty two hundred. Um, it was a little bit bigger than half the pot, but there was four people in the pot, so I had a pretty good hand, and I'm not really afraid of too much here, so I just decide to lead out, you know, sixty um, percent of the pot or whatever. Uh, the guy who raised or, or who raised under the gun makes it 17k. Huge. Yeah. So I'm like, wow. I guess he has aces. This is what How I'm thinking. He, of. he had a 40k stack to start. Okay, so he's basically all. Well, he has 20 big blinds left. If but he can, you say he made it 17k. Right. So he had 40k to start the hand. He made it 2200 pre, and then he made it 17k. Yes. I mean, so he's never folded. Right. Well, I mean, you would think. But, yeah, live, live. Pe- people do weird things live. I know. I haven't got out of the house in five years, so. <laughs> so, he makes it. Um, he makes it that the lady on the button shoves. Old lady, fifty-five-year-old, <laughs> like knit salad shoves forty-five k. I'm like, wow, this is absurd. Like, now I have to really start thinking what people have. The small yeah, you're almost puking. Like. Right. The small blind shoves 100K. <laughs> the small blind shoves 100K. He's, the only, like, the only guy at my table. He just moved there. Only guy at my table that has me covered, and maybe one or only one or two people in the whole tournament that have me covered. Wow. Shoves 100K. Now it's wow. to me. Thoughts? <laughs> puke first. Uh, puke on the side. It's it's so gross, but like, okay, I'm obviously the knit ball of the group. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm pretty close. <laughs> uh, fair enough. I think, like, I probably fold thinking that somebody flapped a set here, 
But there's also, but I think I would might also hear Casey on my shoulder going, if you win this pot, let's say it's you know aces and I don't know, like sets, and I mean it could be almost anything. But if you win this pot, you probably final table the tournament for sure. The problem is a lot of your outs are counterfeited by the potential of an ace high flush draw too, which is yeah, you know ha- having two. Of, I know, I agree. But the interesting thing is, he beats those hands already with just right, hands. right, uh, right. So right. it's like if there's side pots, like it's just like who do you put what? On, like you have to range. It's so weird. Like you, you have, have to, to range, range every person. Yeah. And some like the lady, she's nip all salad. So I'm gonna say that she probably has the set or two pair. Hey, you still have a guy behind you left to act, correct? Right. But he's but pretty relevant. Full. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, if I go in here, I'm either going to win a huge pot or, or be out. So right. it kind of looks like the guy who shoved 100K has, like, the nut flush draw. Yeah, that's, how, that's exactly what I thought at okay, first. Okay, now let's assume he does have the nut flush draw. Are you calling? Yes. You absolutely have to call at that point, you have correct? two blockers to his flush draw and the best hand. Yeah, Wait, he's the basically are... drawing to a spade or an ace. Yeah, I mean, if he had right. two overs and a flush draw, you're he still a favorite because you have two of his outs. Right. I'm saying, like, if you had the queen and he had ace, king, a spade, or something like right. that. Whatever, in theory. But, yeah. Now, I mean, if, you're that, favorite against that. if that guy, if the guy who shoves 100K has a set, are you calling if he shows me a set, like yeah. is what we're saying, yeah. am I calling? No. Yeah, I think I'm fooling too. What's the numbers here? So see, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if he if he puts 100k in the middle, I have 100k. She's in for 45, and he's in for you know 20. 17, but folds probably right. Suddenly, I'm getting three to one. And you have 30 percent right. equity against he, just he, a set. Yeah, that's the question. He has a set. Yeah, and then so with all the dead money in, you may be getting the right price, but it goes back to that theory of, like, it's still your tournament life, and this is where you and I butt heads sometimes. Yeah, it's your tournament life versus a monster stack. Yeah, I, I think your tournament your tournament life for a marginal stack, to, you know, to, to, to get 40 big blinds or 50 big blinds or even 60 is one thing, but uh, your tournament life to be three times second place is a completely different story. I 100% agree, but you also have to factor in that Casey with this many chips, if he doesn't play this spot, is still, like... He's going to be in a spot like this 10 minutes later. It's going to happen sooner or later, so don't... Yeah. I mean, my point is, this is a six spot. I doubt it'll be a... You're right. If if I fold there, this is a key point, and it can't be underestimated. If I fold there, I still have a top ten stack. Yeah, right. And last time I checked, you were... Did you ever win online player of the year? No. No, I didn't. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um... Did you ever win all all United States limbo champ? (laughs) Whatever, I'm giving you props, man. You have a huge edge, so I think you throw away your edge. No, that's a good point. Yes. Oh, that's a good point, you midget. Is that what you want to say? <laughs> okay, so if he turns over a set and shows you one... Hey, hold, hold on a second. Yeah, so Mark, did you run the numbers? Did you, you with that 30% I'm just I'm on card guess? player right now, and king six suited on king eight deuce, king two spades eight. versus deuces is 30% equity. 30%. I don't want to have the other hands plugged What's in. What's he getting here? Three to one? Yeah. 
It may be more than that, Casey. I mean, I know you were playing it, but I'm getting at least three to one. Yeah. Right. He's getting the odds. Yeah, but again, that's we're we're deciding whether or not you're getting the odds if he turns over and shows me a set. All right, if he turns over and shows you a set. Just now, just because you're getting the odds, though, I want to make this a point. Just because you're getting odds doesn't mean you're always supposed to call. Especially when you have a huge edge over a yeah, table. But let's at least establish what the odds are here. So if he has a set, it's you know it's thirty percent. He's getting the odds. If yeah. the guy has, if the guy has ace, the ace high flush draw. Do you know what the odds are then? I'm yeah, a, I, I mean Casey's a favorite, and that's what, all that matters. By what? Like, oh right, okay, right, right. Casey, I, I got it right know. now. I'll check it, but I'm probably uh, 60-40. Yeah, with one over. That's one over and a backdoor straight draw. I'll just it's, do like a seven of spades. He's sixty forty, really? Oh, I didn't realize it was that. And even he's sixty one thirty nine against okay. uh, no straight draw. And you pl- you're plugging in my two blockers there, right? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. If he doesn't have two blockers, uh, it's it's not that big of a difference. But how often do we think he has the flush draw compared to the set? If it's fifty fifty, the guy then... that redams a hundred k. Right. If it's fifty. 50- 50, and on the worst-case scenario, I'm getting the odds, and on the other case scenario, yeah. I'm ahead. Isn't it a call? Yes, yes, but yeah. 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 yes, 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 all day, all day. But the thing was, we were saying if he flipped over the hand and showed the size. Right, I agree. If... I think he has the nut flush draw here, and I could be wrong. I don't care. I think he could, but based on the odds of both hands, it, to me, it is a call. But if he shows me a set, I'm folding. I know that's confusing, I guess, to maybe the listeners, but all right. So I'll we establish here that we establish here that everyone agrees that if we get, range him on two possibilities, the blend of those two possibilities makes it a call. Whether it's if it's a if it's a, a better flush draw half the time and a set half the time, that with the flush draw having sixty forty and the set having thirty percent equity, we 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 seem to all agree that you're going to take the spot here, right? First off, yeah, and yeah. The, another thing that we haven't even. When he gets called from – when the other guy, the third guy or the fourth guy, is it, overcalls, he could have that gives too. him over four to one. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You right. know, something like that. I mean, it bumps it up. Right. And we kind of have to assume he's calling since he put in 20K of his 40. So All right. Let me, ask, I mean, let me ask you this. What if <laughs> – what, this is – I know we're getting to, like, the nth degree of situations here, but what if under the gun – Turns over everyone. Everyone turns over their cards before Casey has to decide. No, oh, I like this. I like this. Uh, all right, under the gun turns over aces, right? Because you know he's under the gun. He he raises Casey's uh, lead. The button shows fours, and the small blind shows eights. So Casey's again. Oh, wait, oh, aces. So wait, it was uh, it was well, I, my flush draw is completely live. Right. Yeah. That's what. I, that's why I'm bringing this 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 scenario up. So, but there's a lot of. Um, some of your outs are counterfeited by votes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Some of your outs are counterfeited by votes. And I'm, I don't know. But actually, on... they're not. None of my outs are counterfeited by votes. Because I have the king of spades. Yeah, yeah, the eight of spades and the four of spades are already in play. Right. 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 Wait, so we're saying his hand against two sets? Aces and two sets. Because that's possible here, too. Although I do think one of them has a flush draw. Well, yeah, there's, no, this... there's two sets makes it a lot less likely they're going to vote. I, you have. I... I have, it have, in. I have one of the cards on board, too. Yeah. I have it plugged right. in, and um, okay. that's got it. You have 32% equity, which is like, not it's right here. So it's still a call. Yeah, with all, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, my, my, pers- 
my perspective is that it, it's it even even if it was close, you know, in terms of Casey getting the odds here, and, and we're thinking that he's either getting the odds or way ahead. Uh, tournament life, it's still. I mean, we're still on day one. It's not like you know he's put it this way. This was a two hundred and thirty k pot, and T Twist made the money with an average stack and 110k. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that was after yeah. another full day of play. Yeah. Right. Right. So the winner of this pod has so many chips. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm big on that tournament life theory, so but I really think the guy that reshipped. And you said he snap reshipped 100k, right? No, he didn't snap reship. He thought about it for a second and then shipped it in. How many spots in the tournament do you find yourself in where you're going to be able to make that many chips? Like, like literally, I'm thinking that you have at least two and a half to one on anyone in the tournament after this hand. Right. I can't, I can't yeah. remember ever being in that situation where I could get all the chips. <laughs> you got to try to get your I don't know what that's like. This is the story of my WSOP. This happened to me so many times in Vegas, and I just couldn't win the big pot. Right. So and I'm, then thinking, if- I'm thinking to myself at this one, I'm due. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. And you right. start playing counter to what you were doing there, and then you're not giving yourself a chance to let the right. logic out for you. To get onto the right side of variance. Right. 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 <laughs> I, I, not, not to get too much into the alternate scenarios, but what do you do if Casey, re- if Casey calls here? I mean, obviously, small blind shoves 100K, so Casey calls... If you have aces and you've already put, ha- if you're the end of the gun guy, the original razor, you've already put in half your stack and you have aces, you have to fold, right? If I have the ace of spades, I call. If I don't have the ace of spades, in my I, hand, I don't I call. even call with the ace of spades because you're drawing to running spades where you're not getting the percentage because you know. Or an ace. Or an ace. Right. You know somebody has a set here. Or an ace. Running spades or an ace. I wonder what the, like, can we do the exact math? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's close, but I fold. I fold aces there pretty easily. You fold because you don't want to do the math. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, too many, too likely sets are too likely. And I think I do too, actually. I think about it. I, fuck, I can't even crunch this. All right, just to just to recap, when we did the first hand, all three of you guys had me on a big hand, and I was bluffing. Yeah. Right. In this yeah. in this hand, you have the small blind shoving the nut flush draw or a set. And he has neither. <laughs> what did he have? He had king eight. Well, I uh, think two pair is very which, similar to a set. It may be similar, but it's not a set. Yeah. yeah. So I did end up shoving all in here. And the under-the-gun guy folded. Snap folded. Couldn't get his... Actually great, because you have running paired outs, too, to chop. No, because he has king eight. Yeah, but if it goes running queens, you chop. Okay, right. Yeah, if it was to go uh, running... Over an eight, yeah. All right, I'm getting Right. <laughs> right. Uh, the lady had ace queen of spades. And there's no side pot with her. Uh, okay, oh, so she had the she had the draw. Okay. Well, the side well, pot... Well, so is... you're still, like, fist pumping a spade here all day. Right. Uh, I'm yeah. still fist pumping a spade because if I if I hit a spade, I, I, I go up from, like, 90K to 130. Yeah, right. Right, so you're good there. So, yeah, yeah I'm still fist-pumping a spade. Um, the turn came the seven of hearts, because I now needed an offsuit big dog to scoop the pot. Mm-hmm. And the river came the two of diamonds. Good game. <laughs> 
Thanks for playing another live tourney. Massive chip lead. Go back to go back to Canada. <laughs> you can play, you can play your poker freely. Here's the key. Here's the key. This okay. The TPE guys just came around and go, hurry up and bag and let's go. And I'm like, you guys are jinxing me. <laughs> <laughs> the dealer announces three more hands and then we're gonna bag because they don't do it by clock because people stall. So they announce number of hands. So I get into this pot and I feel this groove huddle around me. And then the board run dry and I look around and it goes down. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> They like they thought it might blow up or something. Like, <laughs> you don't want to be around him right now. You're like, where are my friends? Hide your kids, hide your wives. We're like, let's wait for Casey out in the lobby. <laughs> yeah. In the lobby, I just hear a row of people shaking their head. <laughs> it, it it is pretty sick because I remember hanging out with Casey after this happened in Vegas like three times. Yeah. Just all the time, like. Yeah. Remember that one time, like two hours in, I had 120,000 in chips. I'm like, this is unbelievable. I didn't make dinner break. I think that's I, that's the tournament I played with you there. Was it Venetian? Yeah. Venetian 1K. Yep. Yeah. That's, didn't yeah. make dinner break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you lost the last longer than me. That's right. Yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, will you do last longers in Vegas? Because I'll do that every single time. Oh, yeah. my God. It's, it's every just, one. <laughs> okay, can we book that right now on Always this call so everyone knows it? Casey. Always take the last longer. Especially <laughs> <laughs> me. Like, I'll sit there and, like, fold down the four bigs. You know what we should do is have a last longer and first one to 100K. And I'll always break even because I get that. <laughs> and then I'm out. <laughs> I just couldn't get over the top. Like, I, for a while now, like 25, 30 tournaments, I haven't been able to win that big pot. Yeah. And I mean, imagine what Casey does if he ends that night with like 250k. Honestly, like there's no, like I don't believe I don't final table, but I mean, then again, I'm telling a story about, like, you know, Casey, that's, that's the, you know, that's the bracelet or the ring pot, right? I mean, like, not that that buys it for you, but the guys who win the bracelets and the rings, they win that pot, but they've lost it six, seven times in a row, just like you did. It's just, it's going to even out. Yeah. Like I play big pot poker, a lot of really? <laughs> like you, if you rail me on a Sunday, you'll see like, like not doing anything, not doing anything, not doing anything. Chip leader. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't have average stacks. I don't the do that. Story checks out. It's also you know? why you win a lot more tournaments too. Right. Uh, yep. But that's the point that I I'm making there is that you know if it's close, if it's even, but. Not that if it wins you a marginal pot where it's like, all right, I got 40 big blinds. I'm not saying that's definite to go, but if it's going to put you in position to win, like, just gamble it up. Uh, I you mean, don't get that many chips at all. I'm still hugely EV favored to do well in the tournament with a top 10 stack. If he shows me King 8, I don't know if it is a fold. Yeah, King 8's tougher. You know? If he Even shows you King 8 and you have a flush draw. And, yeah, if I have a flush draw. And running running back door straight. Yeah. That did happen. I'm like, big right. dog of hearts. <laughs> no. <laughs> you would have really, really had to go change your pants if a big dog came. <laughs> well, you heard about the PCA on the bubble, right? No. I got it in a set of big dogs to a set of aces right on the bubble. Big dog on the river for quads. The whole room erupted. Even Poker News printed it out immediately. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, pretty sick. Ace five deuce flop. 
I think if he shows you King 8, I'm pretty sure you have to fold. I'm still getting the right price. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, because it's the same as the set. I mean, I guess unless you no, see No, because he has the king blocker now. To like, I mean, I guess that's a small... I'm plugging it in. I guess you're not... Yeah, I, mean, I think it's still right. What do you right. mean the king blocker? Like, you can still go running king full house. I know it's not much, but it's a couple percent. I mean, it's not much. Let's just see. King eight. Especially once you see that your t- two years maids are dead to the chick with ace queen. I mean, not that, not that everybody's going to turn their hand over and show it to you, but... Right. Why can't you a big dog of hearts, though? <laughs> That's asking too much. I'd still be in that <laughs> tournament. <laughs> We'd still be in Vegas <laughs> celebrating the win. <laughs> I mean, Atlantic City. Sorry. Got Vegas on the brain. We went and celebrated that win anyway. So the day we bought, uh, we had bottle service and got f- four or five bottles of Crown. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> right. That was that night. And Mark Galliato was on the dance floor. That's right. <laughs> Getting down. We're actually just being there. For the record, uh, I was not in Atlantic City, so it did not happen. When Mark's standing up straight, he's still getting down. <laughs> I set that up, and Casey knocked it off the tee. <laughs> Su- suicide alert in Northern California. Uh, Mark Caliotto. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> I just want to let the TP community know that I was a fill-in tonight. <laughs> I wasn't asked to be on the podcast until later. <laughs> Oh, uh, stop we, appreciate, we appreciate having you. Thank you, guys. Yes. I don't appreciate you. You're excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, we have talked. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Let let Mark plug in the numbers. Did you plug up? Oh. No, it's just it's like the same thing. But I oh. said I would still fold if he showed me a set, so I'm still folding. So uh, I mean, I guess given the equity and the way it turned out, I should have folded, but wait, I didn't. Have you? Wait. One more thing I wanted to say before we do end this. Has anyone seen the lock off series? Other than Casey, obviously. You guys seen the lock off series yes. coming up? Yeah, I looked at it today. It's nice. Yep. It looks really nice. Yeah. Um, the main events look good, that. too. The main events look good, too. I mean, that, that's what is it? Uh, and they changed the thousand. times. I don't know if you guys remember the Maximus, all the times were like, they were pretty bad. These yeah. times, all favorite people in Europe, East Coast. Because they're starting oh. them and they're mirroring them to the scoop. Yeah, uh-huh. they start at the same time as the scoop, and they're the same disciplines. Lock tops does not show up very high in a Google search. Let's see. <laughs> lock ops. Lock ops. Okay. There's your problem. See, lock tops. It doesn't exist. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, shit! But for the people out there listening, um, you need a lock account to play these tournaments. You. It's on the merge skin, but you need to be playing on lock. So you can go to uh, either mine or Mark Aliato's Twitter and uh, get a referral there link from either one of our Twitters and uh, get VIP and everything you need. Just click our link and sign up that way. Yep. And, yeah, get on this. Uh, it's, I guess it starts May 6th, so you got a little bit of time. But. Yeah. Might as well start grinding satellites. I'm sure they'll have satellites running Satellite soon. Satellites are supposed so. to start tomorrow, so it should be good times. Nice. The 500K and this will be, main event. Pretty cool. Yeah. And this is going to be a great way to kill the time between, you know, for the two weeks before we leave for Vegas, because I actually leave the day that Lock Ops ends. So it's pretty perfect. And I, I have a feeling there's going to be, I mean, am I allowed to say this? I think there's going to be some overlays. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, I like, feel like I think there's going to be some good yeah. value in these ones. Yeah, like Merge just had a, a series, and they had $1.25 million in guarantees. Locke, who is just a skin on Merge, which is obviously smaller because um, there are some other skins, uh, is doing $2 million in guarantees. So they're really pushing the envelope here. So there is, I feel like there's going to be some overlays, too. Uh, like I say, at Mark Galeato or at Big Dog Pocket Fives, sign up, get on there, and let's go. Cool. Yep. Alrighty. Sounds good. Good stuff. All right, well let's uh, let's leave it with that. Um, thanks, guys, for uh, for joining us. Some good strategy talk tonight. Definitely appreciate that. Happy birthday, and, uh, Happy birthday, big happy dog. Birthday, big dog. Happy, yeah. happy birthday, happy birthday, big, big dog. Yeah. Happy birthday, big dog. We'll celebrate it properly in about a month. Sounds good. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, we'll take a <laughs> quick break and we'll come back and wrap things up here yes, on the PPE it. podcast. Yeah. I had to do it. Welcome back to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. As always, I want to thank Big Dog and Mark Elliotto for stopping in. That turned into a marathon strategy Boy, conversation. Boy, I'm tired. <laughs> no. <laughs> My brain hurts. It's only 2 a.m. here on the East Coast. Yeah, I've got to be up at 6.30. This is for you, TPE Nation. <laughs> That's right. See the trouble we go through? Ah, uh, no. quest for learning never ends. No. <laughs> and, and that was a good one, I yeah, think. Yeah, that I mean, was a lot we, of fun. You know, we only covered two hands, but I thought they were pretty interesting. I mean, the, would you like the first one? Well, the first one generated a lot of uh, of conversation um, in the forum, but also there was a there was a night. Actually, I think it might have been might have been after the uh, the members tournament. But we were talking about that that first uh, Casey hand where he didn't ex- he didn't expose what he had. Um, so the first thing I learned is. Never overestimate what Casey has in his hand, <laughs> because he can definitely have anything. Absolutely. Um, but I, I thought it, you know, it was a really interesting conversation about hand ranging, really. I mean, I think it, it, it makes you realize how important it is to get really, really good at trying to figure out what your opponent has yeah. and trying to figure out how to best play that against them. Because it, you know, as, as the listeners heard during that conversation, I mean, I in particular probably changed my read on on the villain about fifteen times. Yeah, uh, where he was at, you know, where he was at in the hand. Um, but Casey seems to be much more um, succinct. Like he's so good at at starting off with a 
a range and then just narrowing it, narrowing it as time goes on. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what makes him one of, one of the best. But he also he has a lot of practice in playing hands like that, right? <laughs> so he's just got the experience with that situation where a lot of people don't because they don't put themselves in those spots. And so he just he's getting better and better. You know, he gets better and better, and he moves further beyond mere mortals <laughs> right. who don't put themselves in that spot that often. But um, but yeah. I found myself leveling myself completely um, many times in that hand, especially on on the river. Um, Casey convinced me that he had a big hand here based on his bet sizing, which I thought was purely for value. Uh, and it clearly wasn't. <laughs> right. Well, I think we all came to the conclusion that he had a big hand. Yeah. And we certainly would have folded ace high. Absolutely. And I mean, I think the fact you know, the fact that the guy called and was right doesn't necessarily make his call correct. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think... yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's just it's really hard to say because, I mean, you know, if you're if you're tuning into this podcast and looking for clear cut answers on what to do every time, you're just not going to get that because a hand like that was so dependent on the situation, and we have said so many times um, recently, you know. The game is a game of information and a game of dynamics and just understanding what's happening between the table, the players in that specific situation is really the, you know, the key to making the right decision. And you need to you know, do a couple things. One, be able to pick up on the dynamics and, 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 and understand them and, and then be able to adjust and execute. And, right. and that's what a lot of the best players in the world do as opposed to have a, a, you know, an answer. There was no answer there. It's impossible right. to have an answer there because it's a situation that is so rare, but that marginal edge of, of doing playing that hand right is what's going to separate you know, the big dogs from the, mere, the regular players. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and like I said, I think his, his play was fine. It just happened to get called. Yeah. It happens, even happens to the big dog. Yep. <laughs> and, and I thought the second hand was interesting because it illustrated you know, that we talked a lot about the value of – you know, putting yourself in position to win a tournament, even though it was really early, getting that kind of stack, you just don't get that chance that often. And I'm willing to take marginal gambles to get that big kind of stack. And and I'll tell you why, the, the, how I learned that lesson. Um, the, you know, m the very first decent big score I ever had was, I think, a 10K score on the PokerStars 50-50. Do you remember that tournament back in the day? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yep. And I had some minor successes, and I was building a bankroll, and then, you know, 50 bucks was like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't out of my bankroll, but it wasn't my average buy-in yet. I think I had maybe like 3K roll or something like that, and I played that tournament. And I, I don't recall the details of the hand, but I remember it was ace-jack, and I think I had... I think I had... I was bluffing to with with my only outs being an inside draw. I think I think that was the hand yeah. on the flop. And I remember I I won that pot and it was like with 60 people left or something like that. And it was a gigantic stack and I actually posted there was like a there was a period a point in time on 2 plus 2 where um there was like hand history reviews going on. Like you post your hand history, you put, you load it up in a replayer, post it, and then um, you get a lot of comments. And I remember, you know, I got kind of berated, not berated, but it was my my play was clearly wrong when when walk through. But I won that hand. I sucked out. I won that hand. 
had a ton of chips, and I ended up making the final table and winning. And, you know, I looked at my hand history, and if I didn't win that hand, I would not have won that tournament because I was, like, you know, relatively shortish or medium stacked, and, you know, that hand was the difference between winning and losing. And so the value of winning is so high that even – you know, when you have you have very few spots in the tournament where you have the opportunity to get that massive stack, and if you're playing properly rolled and you don't have fear, um, you know, you should find yourself taking those chances. Is is my opinion. So even if you you know you see the videos, the stick it to the man videos that we do on 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 the site, and, and we'll talk about that in a second. I have one up right now. I'm a relatively tight player. I don't I don't do too many things out of line. But I kind of love the whole the gamble spot where it's like for a lot of chips for a right. big stack. I like that spot. I almost to a fault set hands up to go that way. Like you know, like try to build a pot to where it's like I can then over bluff <laughs> for a ton right. of chips and either win a ton of chips or get them fold and have a good you know win a, a good pot in spots that probably aren't necessary for it. But you know, it's just a, a I, I like that situation and and I think. I think that's that you know you need to win some of those hands and you're never going to win it by or you can but it's hard to win it by grinding 10 to 20 big blinds the entire last you know 2 hours of a tournament. Yeah. Yeah, those wins are much more rare. Yeah. Exactly. And it's an in, it's an interesting sort of tug and pull between the math in that hand and the opportunity to get that huge stack. Right. And then at the same time you know, Casey obviously having a huge skill edge. Does he need to take those big? What what are usually going to amount to? Yeah, flips? but he's going to take bad beats later. So he might. He need he needs the chips to get through that. Right. Yeah, and I'm not saying he shouldn't take that spot. Like, I'm just saying if, that it's an interesting dynamic. If, you know, because he can he can just fold and have right. like 80 big blinds and and continue to crush people. Yeah, but like, let me ask you this: If you t- if the math is equal, right, and 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 your choice is you know a neutral call or fold, or and if you call and you win, it's a position to win. Or if you fold and and you're you're out of the tournament, like if it's neutral, what do you think there? Is it is it a, a, something you take or something you don't take? Uh, a neutral well, EV play for a lot of chips. What's your right. position on that? I guess this is this this tell you how risk averse you are. Yeah, well, and I I think that's comes down it comes down to that, but it also comes down to skill. I think I would probably take it. Mm-hmm. I'd be more apt to take it. Because I don't know that I have the same skill edge on the field. That yeah, but, Ka- but there's also a skill edge to be said for having a lot of chips. Like Casey with a lot of chips is also a, a dangerous thing. Yeah, like we said, if he wins that pot, he probably – he final tables the tournament and maybe wins. I, I just think the gain of having a, a big chip stack deep in a tournament it, it, it is way out, out – even if it's a neutral play, way outweighs the loss of tournament life in that spot. Right. Especially because the money is all up top, right? And and I'm not. And once I said this a couple, I repeat this a couple times. Not for just a middling stack, then your tournament life may have more value than a forty, you know, a forty big blind stack. But a a a hundred and fifty big blind stack or a hundred big blind stack, I, I just think the marginal value of that big stack is way higher than than your tournament life is at that point. And you don't right. get you don't get a shot. To do that, how how many times have you found yourself with that many chips, you know, in right. your life? And I think you just got to take those shots. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, how many times have we had sixty to eighty big blinds, and then next thing we know, found ourselves short stacked, right. 
and you know busting out on a flip or yeah. getting it in bad or whatever. Whereas it's not as easy to do. And yet, you know, he would have had 250 big blinds or something at, right. at 501k. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, he could have taken three bad beats. Exactly. And still had, exactly. Still had a top ten stack. And I think that's know. probably the only place where I I <laughs> I play like Casey. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but I don't find uh, myself in that spot to make that decision that often. But when I do, I definitely take it. Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I can get to that point mentally yeah. at some point. Well, I mean, just gotta yeah. think. What do you care, right? I mean, what do you what do you give a shit? It's a fucking True. tournament. It's a tournament. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, world. Series, the, the main event's a different story. Granted, no one's no one's gonna argue with that. But like, you know, people got to get out of like being so nervous about a specific tournament because it doesn't matter. It's going to be another $60 tournament that you find yourself with 15 big blinds and shoving, you know, ace 10 suited on the button into ace jack. Like it's just, yeah. you know, anyway, anyway, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to play a thousand more. Yeah, 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 exactly. Beating a dead horse here. Yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah, so definitely a good, good conversation with those guys. So thanks to them for stopping in. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, what's going on at TPE. Yeah. So, um, we have a we I referenced it earlier. The recent Stick It to the Man series just wrapped up. Um, it's me. It's a seven parter of me playing a uh, a three dollar rebuy and a bunch of other stuff on merge, um, making a final table um, and playing. And I definitely make some mistakes um, in the tournament. And it's funny. Uh, well, a couple things. One, there's definite there's I didn't realize my bet sizing was so ancient <laughs> and, and prehistoric um, to, to what it is to what it is today. I kind of was frozen, and I probably was sea betting and 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 uh, you know and betting on the turn too much, a little too much pre Black Friday, but post Black Friday, like a half pot sea bet, like like Danny was horrified and shocked at it. And that's kind of where we left off, <laughs> you know, right. which is why it's really good to just, you know, keep, keep, uh, keep in the loop and, 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 and keep practicing because, uh, you know, I kind of, I, I didn't really, I mean, I thought half, half a pot was, you know, okay, I'm, 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 I'm doing half pot. I'm, I'm right in line, but you know, really, uh, actually it's, I've applied some of those things in that, right in that tournament. <laughs> so small sample <laughs> sizes win, right. You know, I, I definitely, um, helping me improve my game but uh that was interesting and there's some humor in there i uh i refer to big chip stacks in funny ways which i didn't realize <laughs> i have a gazillion chips or a bazillion chips and i say it a bunch of different ways and they berate me for that <laughs> um so, they're good they're good for yeah, that yeah they're good for that and danny <laughs> you know danny and sean are hilarious together um and there's some spots where i get myself into situations where i didn't have a plan which is, you know, illuminating for me. Got to make sure I don't do that. Um, and I will say there are some spots where they said I didn't have a plan where I did, but they weren't listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to fess up completely to not having a plan. I did have plans in some spots, but they just didn't didn't hear it. Um, so anyway, it just wrapped up. Um, even on part seven is getting good reviews. And, you know, usually by the time you get to a part seven of a series, people are kind of fatigued. But um, but no, it's uh, still getting really good good. Uh, Review so, so that's going up. Um, Mark's uh, 100k second place finish, I think, just came to a conclusion. Um, actually, that goes up to not tomorrow, that goes up on Thursday, part five, the heads up play. And Casey's gonna roll out a series now. Um, so he's gonna roll out two series in a row one, a short Saturday session, um, two parts, um, but some really interesting spots. He plays less tables and he 
goes through a lot of ranging, which I think is going to be really interesting for people to watch. And then he's going to do a review of the big 109 that did he that he won. Did he win that one? He won that one, right? I believe he did, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's coming uh, in the next uh, week or so. Um, so that's, uh, that's what's going on there, TP. Nice. Looking forward to uh, a Big Dog Live sweat. Those are my favorites. Yep, so. yep. So you get two two parts of that and then two parts of a hand history review, and I think he's going to do it with Mark. So we'll, uh, if you like this podcast, you'll like listen to those two riff. Very cool. Yep. Right on. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap things up. It's been a long one, so thanks, everybody, for hanging in there. Yep, absolutely. And uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks with another episode. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time here on the TPE Podcast. See See ya.
on fire. They had to get it in there when he was deleting. <laughs> oh, no, I got that one. I'm going to put it right at the end of the podcast. <laughs>